The Longbox Crusade presents Fan Bill Fridays. We gonna drop this next bomb for a money-making player that ain't with us no more. Yeah, Notorious B.I.G. Hell no! We gonna do this for a gang-banging thug that never seen it coming. Yeah, Tupac Shakur. Nah, b- I'm talking about m- Falco and sh- What? Falco? Hello, faithful listeners. This is Clinton Robison, and welcome to another episode of Fan Film Fridays. As per usual, I am still down here in the basement, but things aren't bleak and hopeless. Jared's been having to store a few extra things down here while he revamps his man cave, and one of those items just so happens to be a Pac-Man game. But don't get too excited, folks. He keeps the arcade cabinets with him. But, you know, this is one of those old plug-and-play TV games, so, you know, it can't be too bad. I guess he picked it up at a yard sale and probably forgot about it, but whatever. Time to fire this bad boy up and get my game on. I knew I heard it. You've got Pac-Man down here and didn't tell me? Maggie, it's Pac-Man. Come on, this is the greatest game of all time. Of all time. No, no way. You're going to be all you kids just don't know about, and I'll be all, I get it. All video games are mazes that you can't see, and in this one, you can see, and blah, blah. I'm out. Besides, you just got out of rehab for that Pac-Man fever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Here, toss me some quarters, will you? Oh, no, you're on your own. Whatever's left of your allowance is what you have to play games with. Call me when you're ready to go home. I swear we come out here to visit the guys. All you want to do is play games. Clinton, move over. I've got next. Well, sadly, I can't seem to get past the title screen. I think I know how Jared managed to score this one so cheap. Oh, well. So, you're a bit of a Pac-Man fanatic? to enlighten me with some Pac-Man history, John? Ooh, boy. Yeah, man. I Pac-Man was one of my first obsessions as a kid. I was pretty young. But, but in a nutshell, uh, in uh, 1979, uh, a, a person by the name of Toru Awatani, for, who worked for the Namco company in Japan, and they were makers of video games, and they were looking for their next big hit the way he tells it is he and some other folks were sitting around trying to come up with video game ideas and they ordered a piece or a, they ordered a pizza and in front of them on the table was a pizza with two slices removed and that apparently looked like and looks like pac-man and thus the legend was born uh, other people involved have said that pac-man uh, came out of the it's a rounding of the Japanese character for the word mouth. Uh, other people say it was meant to invoke the 100 yen coin, which was a roughly quarter size and shaped thing that you would use to play the thing. In any case, that's Pac-Man. It's, uh, that was in 1980. 
it was released then in the United States. It was distributed by a company called Midway. At the time, and we're talking con- um, video game consoles, you have to, which were bowling alleys, bars, and eventually arcades, and you'd pay a quarter and get to play. And up to that point, most of the games were all Space Invaders clones. They were along the lines of aliens would uh, come from the sky and you would shoot at them. And Pac-Man was different in that it was he was just a yellow circle that ran around a maze eating a bunch of dots, uh, being pursued by ghosts. There were four energizers in each extreme corners of the maze. If Pac-Man got to eat one of those, the ghosts would turn blue and run away from him, and he would be short uh, able to eat them for a short period of time after which their eyes would go to the center and they would get new bodies in which they were able to pursue Pac-Man again afterwards. You know, normal stuff. But um, it was absolutely huge. It took the country by storm. I think by 1984, I looked this up, there were a million games of Pac-Man were being played per month on 100,000 machines. So it was a lot, and at a quarter apiece, there was a lot of money to be had by these arcade uh, owners. And, you know, parents groups got against it. Different communities made different laws about this. Uh, but anyway, there were, it was huge, and there were uh, all sorts of related merchandising with it. There were stickers you could get everywhere. Uh, the, there was a cartoon eventually, a breakfast cereal toward the end that's usually the ultimate sign that your fad is fading but there was a song by Buckner and Garcia Pac-Man Fever I mean guidebooks came out on how to win it there was a board game there was spin-offs of the game they went from being you know Baby, uh, there's Ms. Pac-Man, Baby Pac-Man, Super Pac-Man, all sorts of different things like that. It was absolutely huge. I've always wanted to know, what is the difference between Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man, really? Well, she has a bow in her head. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I miss playing Super Pac-Man. That thing was just so weird. I loved Super Pac-Man. That was the last one I really jammed on. Opening and closing doors, growing giant. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I knew there was a Pac-Man breakfast cereal. Pat agreed with me, but I, I was still kind of skeptical. But I can do it. Um, I can still hear the um, the com- TV commercial in my head. Okay, so it's pretty safe to say you've probably seen just about everything there is for Pac-Man. Yeah, I think I probably have. But what about Pac-Man fan films? Except for that. And yes, they exist. And guess what, folks? We're going to check out two of them today. Two short films. And let's let's see. We're going to be talking about Pac-Man the movie and Pac-Man the horror movie. I don't give them extra points for creative naming, folks, so sorry. I do encourage everybody listening to check out the show notes, though, and watch these films before we dive in. John and I will totally spoil everything that happens in them, and it's always more fun when everybody is on the same page with these things. Plus, a combined runtime of approximately seven minutes. Come on, folks. I don't expect these will take up too much of your day. So pause here, click the links, and get back with us. <laughs> <laughs> 
A state of emergency has been declared. Citizens are being asked to remain in their homes. The police are powerless against these ghosts. The government, the military, they can't do a damn thing. Somebody's got to take matters into their own hands. Something out there a whole lot scarier than ghosts. Me. I don't know what it was, sir. It seemed to be some kind of man. Some kind of pack man. Everybody back and ready? Good. Let's start out with Pac-Man the Movie. It was posted to YouTube way back in May of 2006 by Scott Gardner. Would you say Gardner or Gardner? I don't know. Let's go Gardner. Okay. Because I know a Scott Gardner. And that's yeah, that's him. what I kept thinking looking at. I'm like, that's not our Scott Gardner. Okay. The film stars Will Hyler as Pac-Man and Jenna Hiles as Ms. Pac-Man. Also starring Scott Gardner, Tony Wilson, Brian Ng, Katie Bode with Johnny Alden, Gabriela Lopez, and Jeremy Polker. Music by Tyler Burton. Ghost design by Brian Ng. This is important, folks. We'll be getting back to that one later. Written, edited, and directed by Scott Gardner. It has, quite frankly, an impressive 8.1 million views. It's been up there for 14 years. I don't expect it to be very low, but that's a lot, folks. So the film actually serves as a trailer for an unproduced Pac-Man movie. The film shows us a city overrun by murderous ghosts that authorities are somehow powerless to oppose. But there is one man who has had enough and dares to fight back. Donning his brightest yellow biker gear and armed with a laser rifle, this man downs an experimental drug that allows him to damage the ghosts. But he's not alone. He's got his backup, a woman clad in the same yellow getup, but with a bow on her helmet. So, John, what do you think of Pac-Man the movie? Well, it's not one I'm going to rush out and encourage everyone to rush out and see. It's exactly what it set out to be, I think. It's, it's quite obviously a, a film school movie. Been done in that point. It uh, uh, I, it loses points for me for giving him a laser rifle, I guess, because the whole point of point Pac-Man's existence was how it was different from video games that would use lasers to shoot at aliens and stuff. I do like it though when people promote Pac-Man as being a non-violent alternative, considering he is consumed by and consumes you know other beings. But 
but it's it's cute it has all of the uh, action cliche stuff i i do my favorite part in the beginning is the is hit the uh, the person who eventually becomes pac-man some kind of man some kind of pac-man uh next to the scientist who we know he's um serious because he whips his glasses off in the middle of somebody has to take matters into their own hand whatever you say mr scientist (laughs) oh yeah this is this would have been like a canon films project but done even cheaper like i i can really see this being like the knockoff of the knockoff of 80s movies something that you would find sitting on the rental store shelf exactly See, I'm kind of with you on the laser rifle. It's it's neat for what the movie itself is, but it's not very true to Pac-Man at all. I would, yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, actually, both these two and the other one seem to ha- struggle with how to make Pac-Man into something. I do. Well, we'll get to the horror movie before that one was that was was its own thing. But this one was fun for what it is. I there's another YouTube video called Pac-Man the Movie, which somebody. So they seem to have spent a bit of money and time on, which I actually kind of like. That one does seem a lot more along the, the level of sophistication and tongue firmly in its cheek as a, a mega shark versus you know super octopus sort of thing. So that one was fun, but this one was good for what it was. The ghosts were kind of amusing. Oh, I love the ghosts, listeners. If you haven't watched it, the ghosts are essentially just. I wouldn't even say cardboard cutouts. They they look like paper drawings that someone has superimposed into the film, and they just yeah. kind of move around. It is. It was like the, yeah, no no expense was um, was spared in the you know 1996 level budget that was released in 2006. So th- this would have looked shoddy even at the time, and I think it was supposed to. Oh yeah, this would the the ghost effect would have looked shoddy even. You know, I'm, if I'm holding it up to like a Canon Films schlock fest, yeah, they would have looked. I it, it wouldn't. It would have looked shoddy as a Deathstalker sequel. Come on. Yeah. I mean, oh god. Yeah. I mean, th- this one is. If it had actually gone to full production, it would have. Which, of course, I don't believe it ever was intended to. This this is no. what it was. But you know, if this had been. Like a full movie, it would have been MST3K, like from the get go. Mm-hmm. Yep, I do like the um, Ms. Pac-Man bit at the end with the bow on the helmet was was pretty great. I did like laugh out loud at that. Oh yeah, I mean this thing has its moments, and I know it sounds like we're like really you know riding it for for everything we can get, but at least from my perspective. Everything, every dig I put on this is done out of love because this thing is actually fun. Yeah, it's it's cute. The only, I mean, I'm probably digging on it more because out of the three Pac-Man things I saw, it's the the one I liked the least. But it it's pretty fun. All of the it it knows exactly what it is. It is it is bad in these ways in ways that it is intended to be, and it 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 does a great job in that. It is. It is done for comedic effect, and it is done very well for comedic effect. Plus, kudos to them for managing to find enough biker gear in that shade of yellow to fit both <laughs> cast members. Yeah. I mean, that, that that in and of itself was completely worth watching the movie, the whole 
two and a half minutes or so of this. And his power pills were what? Oh yeah, clearly from a prescription pill bottle. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's it even just like turns right into the skid and goes with the whole joke of yeah, Pac Man's just sitting there popping pills. Those were cookies originally. Really? In Japan. Yep. They were cookies. The the energizers were. Wow, okay. They were. I mean, there's some incredible sexism built into Pac-Man, because it was a game that was explicitly designed to appeal to girls, because they were getting all of the quarters from all of the boys for all of these war, you know, war and sports adaptations, but, you know, which girls with their little girl brain couldn't understand, so they had to come up with something that they did in their mind, which was... By the way, I don't actually think that about you know girls and their girl brains. I'm making a, a hyperbolic metaphoric point in order. So um, don't send hate mail, or if you do, make sure it goes to Clinton and not to me. But uh, but so the idea that they came up with in order to appeal to the the girls was to have it things that they eat, you know, things that girls like to do, and and run from monsters and eat cookies, which apparently then. I don't know why the monsters or ghosts are then scared of you once you eat the cookie, but I think the metaphor falls apart a little bit. There's only so much you can do with the level of, of bits they had available to them. Oh, goodness. Normally, I would ask if this would be um, friendly for somebody who comes you know, to the franchise new, but A, um, I'm pretty sure by pop culture osmosis, everybody is at least tangentially familiar with Pac-Man as a concept and B, I think we all know the answer. People you know, first coming into Pac-Man are not going to be looking for this. Nope. And they really are going to be wondering, where's Pac-Man's laser? (laughs) Yeah. If I was going to introduce someone to the concept of Pac-Man and I had anything at all to introduce them to, I would not choose this. I would actually choose the game of Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, go figure. All righty. Well, I think we've said about all we can about Pac-Man the movie. Agreed. So, are you ready to move on to something a little spookier? And I use the term I loosely. <laughs> <laughs> Pac-Man the horror movie appeared on YouTube back in September of 2009. So, not quite as old as the other film. However, this one has reached an impressive 10 million views, folks. Not too shabby. It was directed by Stanley Wong, co-directed, whatever that means, by Tyler Russell, written by Tyler Russell, Stanley Wong, and what I can only assume is the greatest name ever, Owen Horstein III. (laughs) That poor kid, he could not have had a... A pleasant upbringing with that last name. That is a kid who grew up tough, I promise you. Visual effects by Jonathan Greenwald. Sound by Jeff Pinnock and Tyler Kuntz. My favorite credit, costumes by Dorothy Brignick. Film stars William Tusignant. And that's what I'm going with, folks. Dorothy Brignick, Stanley Wong, Tyler Russell, Max Salberg. The film opens with four ghosts trapped in a room. And if you think this is a ripoff from The Twilight Zone, 
Uh, you're probably wrong. Inky, Blinky, Pinky, and Clyde are all having different reactions to the death of their fellow ghost, Dinky. Pause for laughter. (laughs) It seems the monster of the maze has killed him. As the four exit their safe hold, they begin to hear a noise and suddenly realize they have all shifted color to dark blue. They take off running from the monster, but Blinky doesn't make it. With their colors back to normal, Inky formulates a plan. All they have to do is touch the monster to kill it. At that moment, the ghost shift colors again, and Inky is eaten by the monster as it emerges from the shadows. Clyde grabs Pinky and runs down the hallway, but in the confusion, Pinky stumbles and she too is consumed. Pac-Man stands revealed and Clyde charges forward. His colors are slowly returning as he leaps toward the hulking yellow orb. Game over. Pac-Man loses. All right, Jonathan, what are your thoughts about this one? (laughs) This was delightfully stupid. (laughs) And that's the show, folks. Good night. I I liked this one a lot. Uh, It would have been better, I think. Or I shouldn't say it would have been better. It would have been neat if they somehow wouldn't have called it Pac-Man the horror movie. You know, you wouldn't have known it was Pac-Man, and it would have built up to that. You know, because they, they just call it the monster in the maze. You know, with all these clues, and then suddenly, oh, it's Pac-Man. But you know that going in, so it takes you know what could have been a, a hilarious you know joke moment out of it. Uh, my my nitpick in this is that uh, Inky whose name in the original one was Bashful, is way too aggressive and, and loud in this, in the beginning. He's like being Samuel L. Jackson in, in Deep Blue Sea in order to get, get eaten by Pac-Man. But this one, was, this one was fun. Of all of the premises you do it, doing it as a concept of what the hell would it, Pac-Man seem to be from the ghosts. Although, like, ghosts, aren't they, like, geared to, like, go after him first? It's not like somebody has to tell them, hey, you know, you can touch him and he dies. That seems to be what they're all about until you eat, eat one of the cookie energizer power pills. Mm. What'd you oh, think of it? Th- this one, th- this is something, like, I can see somebody, you know, some undergrad trying to submit this as, like, a, a deep introspective you know <laughs> it, it just shows how we're all you know just you're right. you know, it, it, it goes through all the psychological torment and blah 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 it's like <laughs> it's people wearing trash bags and running around an office building the costume designer was also the also one of the mm. ghosts pinky oh the the costumes are so delightfully bad I love that they were, you know, sticking with the brand so much that they stuck with Clyde, Clyde rather than Sue, even with a with a girl as as one of the the actors. Mm-hmm. But therefore, they had to make sure the girl was the pink one, <laughs> much like the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and when I say delightfully bad folks, I mean these are obviously we put them together for ten dollars kind of costumes, but it, <laughs> but somehow they work. Once you get, yep. once you completely get past the bare feet sticking out from underneath them, and your know, human hands just kind of appearing for no reason, somehow it works. <laughs> they did it a pretty clever bit of interspo- interposing the uh, or interposing the footage from the video game. Mm-hmm. 
you know, back and forth. Right, in case anybody just completely lost track of the fact that, you know, they're supposed to be part of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of uh, the effect for Pac-Man? Um, now I'm trying to remember. I've seen three of them. What was he, just kind of the cardboard? Oh, it was... That was... Uh, some of the best CGI I have ever seen in 1993. <laughs> for that, yeah, I kind of wonder. This was released in 2008. Was um, it 2009? I believe is what I said. Nine. Oh, we were we were still riding high in the level of optimism before the dark times. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wondered if I I was the only one that kind of thought he looked like he was part of the Windows 95 screensaver pack. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But when he's, yeah, when you see the aftermath of him eating Pinky, it is just hilariously. I, I don't want to say bad. It, it's it's not bad. It, it's tacky because somehow she has blood everywhere despite being a ghost. But seeing this, you know, yellow orb like face down in the floor, making munching motions, and then turning around is just so. <laughs> Any sense of potential horror that somebody was trying to convey is just completely lost in the fact that it is so hilarious. Uh, do you have some highs, lows, anything about Pac-Man the horror film, John? Um, the bit with the cherries, that was pretty funny. One of them trips over a cherry. Otherwise, like, cherries! Uh, other than that, I don't know what the in, I don't really know what the intent of the creators if they thought they were making some sort of you know huge art for a film project or if they were really uh, going all out parody with the ten dollars they had to make something. Either way, that's what they achieved, and they should really lean on that going forward here. But that one is definitely worth the two minutes I think it takes you to watch it. Again, it would not be the first uh, thing I would show someone if they wanted to know what Pac-Man was. I would, again, just show them the game. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, both of these are pretty much just done for fun for anybody who is already a Pac-Man fan. And honestly, this one, I would say, is kind of like the first one. Even though it's labeled horror film, I figure it was probably done with the intention of being a pretty good joke. Like, what can we... Let's take the most innocent thing we can think of and see if we could turn it into a horror film and still make it enjoyable. You know, let's go with Pac-Man. Yep. Alrighty, so basically, you know... Oh, one last thing uh, before about it, before oh, yeah. I forget. You mentioned Dinky. That actually, bonus kudos to the, to the Dinky is a fairly deep-cut Easter egg because Dinky was a character on the cartoon... The, of Pac, the Pac-Man animated series, uh, Dinky was kind of the scrappy do of the Pac-Man world. <laughs> he was a little baby ghost that would hang out with the other ones, and they all hated him, especially Clyde. Clyde uh, was outright going to murder that ghost a couple of times. <laughs> oh. That cartoon, by the way, you know, th- the, both of these things are, uh, I guess. If I was going to sum them up, do follow in the lines of adaptations of the game, which are insane. (laughs) The cartoon, if you can find it, there's a couple of episodes on YouTube. Just look it up. It's it's nuts, is the only way to describe it. It's Sandy Duncan's uh, husband voicing Pac-Man, who is a Fred Flintstone-esque 
you know, blue-collar Pac-Man schlub who lives in a pl- in a town called Pac-Land with his wife Pepper, their baby baby, and um, uh, Chomp Chomp, and I can't remember the cat's name. <laughs> and and, they're pr- and the ghosts uh, keep trying to chomp them, and this weird wizard being called Mesmerong, who comes from I don't know where, uh, wants to get the power pellets, which are their source of um, energy and power, and also the deus ex machina of literally every episode. So go ahead and watch that. So it's basically taking all the best elements from other early 1980s franchises and throwing them together and making like this Frankenstein creature that is definitely not the sum of its parts. Oh, but it managed to last two years, which at that time was pretty insane. It had a Christmas special. longer than Saturday Supercade. Supercade, which was far superior (laughs) in it, but... That's a new episode. We can see if anybody did a Frogger. And, uh, of course, you know, this is not to be confused with the uh, more recent Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures. Oh, no. Which I don't. I have no opinion on. I probably do, but it's not relevant. (laughs) Uh, So, basically, folks, if you like Pac-Man, which if you're listening this far into it, I'm sure you do, go ahead. Maybe they just really like me, or they're waiting for Maggie to come back and do a bit at the end. But, you know, basically, go out and watch these, have a few laughs, get some views up there. You know, all good fun. So I think that about wraps it up. Sorry we couldn't get the game working, but, you know, at least we got to watch some fun fan films. Uh, Before you call Maggie, can you let people know where to find you guys online, though? Uh, Yes, Uh, you can find us on uh, our Married with Comics feed, which has a number of other things that we do on that. Just point your podcatcher where any place that you found this. You can find it there for Married with Comics. We do a lot of uh, various things. We talk about whatever we want, occasionally comic books. We just finished a project where we, along with Lane from Batman Books, The Dark Knight and Prose, just read through a Star Trek novel one chapter at a time. Uh, so that was fun. We also do the Rod Pod, in which we uh, read through the tra- the Transformers IDW Phase 2 books one at a time until we're done. Uh, I am also on on this network. I do Transformers Chronicles of the Marvel Years with Pat and Delvin, and Maggie will occasionally show up, as, uh, as well as Jared, if you must be a completist enough to listen to those. Uh and otherwise, on Twitter, you can find me at MWC underscore podcast, and Maggie is uh, Maggie and the Rain. There is no I in in. All right, let me just give Maggie a call. Hey, hon. Yeah, I'm about done down here. You want to get the keys from Delvin and unlock the basement? Unlock the... Hey, hey, uh, you, you mind if I tag along with you there, John? Oh, well, I don't know. You see, Maggie's pretty particular about who rides in the car with us. And, you know, there's not exactly a shower down here. And, man, what's the noise? What noise? I don't hear any. Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. The basement's kind of gotten haunted lately. I think Pat opened up some kind of ancient artifact after his treasure hunt. I don't know. Oh, well, well, there, there, there are ghosts here. Uh, are they harmless? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they leave me alone. Well, that's good, because they seem, like, strangely and specifically multicolored, and they're coming at, towards me right now, and I don't want to be eaten or anything. Ah! Huh. 
maybe it's got something to do with these really cool round glowing candy cookie things that I found in the corners of the room. Hey, John, you want... Oh, he is dead. Oh, hey, and the game started working. Not bad day after all. Look at that. John, let's go. Oh, damn it, not again, freaking Pac-Man fever. Oh, it's okay. I think he had an extra life, Mackie. But, you know, while you figure out if he needs more credits or whatever, I'll play a promo and be back with some listener feedback. You are receiving a transmission from The Rod Pod. Upload pending. Stand by for soundtrack transfer. I am Maggie. And I am John. And we are trapped, hurtling through space in a ship shaped like Rodimus's head. The ship, for reasons we haven't been able to determine, contains the entire run of the IDW Transformers Phase 2 comic. Which chronicle the events following the end of the war between the Autobots and Decepticons. So we figure we may as well read them all in order and report our findings to you. Stand by. Stand by. Upload complete now. The Rod Pod. Look for us at marriedwcomics.libsyn.com at iTunes, at Stitcher, or wherever good podcasts can be found. So, uh, till all are one. Till all are one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. This is, of course, the feedback portion of the show, where I would like to give thanks to Crusader Club members, the sponsor of the network, Omaha Bound, and, of course, people who liked, shared, retweeted, and all that fun stuff on the last episode. For a quick reminder, the last episode was Indiana Jones and the Secret of the Queen's Giant with my guest, Pat Sampson. This episode got like, shares, retweets, all that fun stuff from Delvin Williams, Scott X, Chris Lydon, Bill from the Bat Pod, Green Lantern HG, Hal Jordan, John Galligan, director of that Indiana Jones fan film. Danny Moriarty. Paul Hicks. Chris Stados. Mark Hatherley. Sean from Secret Wars and Beyond. Laurel. Kim Ellis. Professor Frenzy. Antonio Graceffo. Aaron Head Moss. Max Traver. Gene Hendricks. Rick from Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. Capucha Antonio. Brian Bates. Jared Albrick, Monthly Monday Movie Muckabout, Max Reads Comics, Strontium Pod, which is a new show everybody should be checking out, John is Watching Cartoons, Lauren Skinkus Art, Garrett Lee, and Xenozoic Xenophiles. We got a little bit of feedback on the episode. John Galligan says, So much fun! Guys, give a listen to this. Thank you so much to Clinton for such a great review of my film. <laughs> Oh, John, come on. That's too kind, man. 
Green Lantern HG says, Great episode with a fantastic duo. First time I had to listen first before watching the film, but work has kept me busy. So hopefully I'll catch the film ASAP. Till then, I hear Clinton and Pat, but my brain sees... Ah, you gotta love the hearts, don't you? Everybody, you you just need to see Green Lantern HG's Twitter feed, because... I mean, it can't be expressed in words sometimes. Jared Albrecht, a.k.a. Death Probe, says, You call him Dr. Christados Doll. And we got one more from Laurel. She says, While the actor playing Indy certainly moved like the character as played by Harrison Ford, he touches and adjusts his hat way, way too often. Director needed to keep better track of that. Well, uh, Laurel, the director, is Indy, so... Yeah. It's probably just one of those little minor things that he might have missed during editing. Personally, Pat and I didn't see it, I don't guess, so... (laughs) But she also says that she had fun learning about Pat's love of the movies and beyond, so it was a good episode. And not to be left out in the dark, good old Weasel Skull says, Laurel, why don't you just run some numbers and uh, give us the stats on how many times per minute he touches his hat. So that about wraps it up. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for your support of the show. And until next time, I will be down in the basement waiting for another Fan Film Friday. Today you can take your telephone, your your, your cell phone. You can make a movie on that. And if it's a really cool movie that's funny and it's dramatic or whatever, you can post it on YouTube. If you want to make films and you want to tell stories, you can do it. obsessed with film and you love to tell stories and you love working in that medium, uh, then uh, that will give you the strength to be persistent. Yo, 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 yo! What it is, mother Oh, shit. Here comes Pac-Man. Hey, Pac-Man. What's up? Hey, you I'm high on crack. Wanna free this? No, Pac-Man. Drugs are bad. Nope. Can't help you, man.